Welcome to another episode of Meet the Experts with Howie Carr, a new podcast featuring long-form interviews with guests who have a specialized field of expertise. Today's guests are Krom Carmichael, founder of Knowledge Products, and their general manager, Mike Hassel. With Howie, they'll be discussing their educational audio series, Giants of Political Thought, a 12-part series that creatively explores the writings of many of the figures who helped to shape modern Western civilization. If you'd like to learn more while you listen, go to giants4u.com slash Howie. That's giants, the number four, and the letter u.com slash Howie. Or click the link in the show notes. Here's your host of Meet the Experts, Howie Carr, with Mike Hassel, General Manager of Knowledge Products. Today, we're going to be talking to a couple of people from Tennessee who were involved in making a very, very interesting audio set available on the great philosophical and political ideas and thinkers of Western civilization down through the ages. The set is called Giants of Political Thought, and joining us first here today is Mike Hassel. He's the general manager of Knowledge Products, which produced Giants of Political Thought. Mike, thanks for being with us here today, and tell us about Giants of political thought. Oh, thank you, Howie. The, I think the good way to think about this, this is a podcast with the founders of the United States and the influences on them. You know, they're not available to us to bring on a show like this. Uh, but what we've done with the Giants of Political Thought is to characterize their comments, take their actual words in snippets, and connect them with a, a narrative overview that explains what was happening at the time, uh, who influenced them, what happened with their ideas after they gave them, and how it created this enormous explosion in human productivity around the 1700s. You know, if you look at, at a population chart of the world, there's under a billion until the 1700s, and now it's eight. You know, something magical happened in the 1700s. And so this is about what happened to unleash all that human potential. Yeah, I just picked one at random. Uh Thomas Paine, Common Sense, the the uh, famous pamphlet that was put out that uh, was one of the major sparks of the American Revolution in 1776. It's very effective to actually have it set up by a narrator and then have the words actually read in short snippets of what he said. And you begin to understand, I think, for, for most people for the first time, just how effective his political rhetoric and his arguments were. And the Federalist Papers would be another example of that. You know, people understand they had a distrust of government, but very few people understand the mechanics of how they went about setting up the system of checks and balances, which until very recently worked so well for us. Well, Payne was writing a pamphlet to rouse people to support the revolution. So he was, you know, sort of a rabble rouser, and he was very effective at doing it. His, his uh, principles were that, you know, we don't need to answer to a king. We're uh, moral beings that can run our own lives. And, you know, you get to the Federalist Papers, and that was a series of newspaper articles explaining why the political theory behind the American government, why they set it up as it did. And they are so smart about factions that in a free society, people disagree. And the main thing they were afraid of is tyranny. Nobody needs to get their hands on the steering wheel and tell everybody else what to do. So uh, the Federalist Papers has a very sophisticated uh, description of the theory of factions, and that's where a lot of the checks and balances are articulated. Um, and it's just wonderful stuff to see how far we've changed from the way our founders designed 
our government. It's so difficult to find the time to do this kind of reading, which, you know, again, most of us went to college or got some kind of higher education, but we, we weren't really exposed to the real critical thought that's necessary to function in a republic. And this, this makes up for it. And uh, it doesn't take a lot of time. So how do people get the uh, giants of political thought? How was it brought to you? What kind of audio is it? It's streaming. You know, you can buy particular titles if you want, but the best way is to buy the series uh, Audio Classics, and it's about $80, and uh, the Giants of Political Thought, and all is available to you. You can play it on five different players if you want to have a discussion with your family. You know, one key point here, Howie, is that if you were to go and read these things originally, it not only would be many times the hours to find it and digest it, but they didn't talk the way we do. <laughs> and you'd try to read the Weapon Nations, and you would be asleep uh, in 30 minutes, you know. But uh, we present it in small snippets, you know, with a break. So somebody explains what's going on so you digest another little piece. And it, it's like spoon feeding in a way, but uh, it's very intellectually substantial. And uh, like a podcast, it keeps your interest because the voices are changing and the points of views are shifting. And if you find something that's particularly uh, enlightening, you can just rewind or go back to it and listen again. Yeah. It's really a, 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 an interesting uh, concept. Let's pause here for a moment to hear a sample from the first installment of the Giants of Political Thought series, Common Sense by Thomas Paine. Common Sense was destined to become a classic. It contains some of the most stirring passages in American literature. Oh, ye that love mankind, ye that dare oppose not only the tyranny but the tyrant, stand forth. Every spot of the old world is overrun with oppression. Freedom hath been hunted round the globe. Asia and Africa have long expelled her. Europe regards her like a stranger, and England hath given her warning to depart. Oh, receive the fugitive, and prepare in time an asylum for mankind. To hear more free samples from the Giants of Political Thought series, visit giants4u.com slash Howie. That's giants, the number four, and the letter u, dot com slash Howie. Or click the link in the show notes. Now back to Mike Hassel, General Manager of Knowledge Products on Meet the Experts with Howie Carr. Giants of Political Thought. What is the role of religion in uh, Giants of Political Thought? I think the best way to get at that is to think of conscience uh, as, as religious uh, freedom. You know, we all have different ideas about where authority lies and what we're loyal to. And the Giants of Political Thought a lot is about allocation of power in this world. <laughs> they had very different ideas about religion. These are not religious tapes, and they're not advocating any particular religion. But the setting uh, for the founders had a particular, uh, you know, religious background. And so they had ideas about God, and a lot of them were deists, which uh, is an idea that God created things and then just kind of stepped away, and it's not actively involved. You know, it's not traditional Christian belief. Uh, but some of them were very traditional Christians. We should say this is not all about the founding. There's some a lot of stuff from Europe, uh, in England, in France, and Italy, that preceded the founding and fed it. And so, for instance, Machiavelli's The Prince is from is one of the earliest things we talk about that we cover. It's from the early 1500s, 
it's all about amassing power, and it's known for its ruthlessness. And 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 uh, so, if you want to understand a ruthless tyrant, uh, he laid down some of the principles for that. But it's also useful to know that he saw that Italy was about to be overcome by hordes from the north, by the Goths, I think it was. But in any event, he was trying to rally uh, a prince to gather enough power to counter this onslaught. And unite and the factions. It, it didn't work. Exactly. And, uh, and, and uh, you also go back as far as Aristotle, too. And I, I'm told Aristotle is your uh, bestseller, even though he's the, uh, the oldest uh, philosopher in the uh, giants of political thought, correct? They had a lot of thoughts in ancient Greece about political thought. And, uh, you know, we refer to them as, as we need to. Do you think that families can get together and discuss uh, what they hear and, you know, whether it's the Federalist Papers or Democracy in America by de Tocqueville or The Prince by Machiavelli or any, any of these uh, great thinkers? Well, absolutely. I mean, we've had kids, you know, age 12, 14, 15. Uh, they enjoy knowing more about this than their teachers. <laughs> And we had a letter one time from a uh, family who said our kid just got into Princeton, and I don't think that would have happened if they hadn't been listening to the um, giants of political thought. So you know, this is this is not written to a to a preteen level, but uh, a precocious and uh, inquiring mind of that age can understand a lot of this and and be helped by a conversation with uh, relatives and parents. So, yes, absolutely. And that's why we make it available on multiple platforms so people can uh, listen, you know, five different platforms per subscription. So various people can listen and then discuss it. And by the way, transcripts are available. So you don't have to rewind. You can look it up on a computer and then find the section you wanted to reconsider. Uh, why don't you go down the list of some of the people who are or some of the people and some of the works that are involved in this? The, the first installment is, you know, Common Sense and the Declaration of Independence. They were basically making a case for why America needed to separate from England. And by the way, the critical idea there is that governments don't tell people what to do. People tell governments what to do. The power is, and authority is lodged in people. That's the central idea of democracy. We have a lot of trouble with that in our country today. And they were very vigorously talking about it. Henry David Thoreau was known for his civil disobedience because he didn't agree with some things. And so this is another way of coming at moral persuasion and conscience and its role in allocating power. I mean, the Wealth of Nations from Adam Smith was huge work, same year as the American Independence, 1776. Um, but he's the one that um, had the idea of self-interest in economics, of, of division of labor, where people do what they're really good at and then trade with each other. And all of the globalism we've seen in the last couple centuries since then is a result of that thinking that we divide and do what we're best at and then, and then help each other. On Liberty from John Stuart Mill, Vindication of the Rights of Woman is a more women-oriented view of rights and individual rights. Here again, that rights inherit in people given by their creator, not they're not given by the government. I've mentioned the prince about gov using having enough governmental power to solve a big problem. By the way, the first constitution we had was the Articles of Confederation. It was too weak because they had a war and they couldn't pay for it. So they replaced it with a constitution. This is stuff that all of us should have learned in college. And 100 years ago, people did learn this stuff, not just in college, but in high school and in and in middle school. Yes. But, but you know, now the education has been so dumbed down on so many levels that, you know, we need to have something like uh, giants of political thought. Before we hear from our final guest, 
let's take one more listen to another sample from Giants of Political Thought. This sample is also from the first installment and details the inception and legacy of the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson still survives. These were the last words of John Adams. Adams died in 1826 on the 4th of July. John Adams didn't know it, but Thomas Jefferson had already died five hours earlier. An 83-year-old Jefferson had awakened during the night. Is it the 4th, he asked. Yes, he was told. Jefferson went back to sleep and quietly passed away. John Adams was the second president of the United States and an architect of American independence. Thomas Jefferson was the third president of the United States and author of the Declaration of Independence. The nearly simultaneous deaths of Adams and Jefferson made this an extraordinary 4th of July, but additional details made it even more significant. To hear more free samples, visit giants4u.com slash Howie. That's giants, the number four, and the letter u.com slash Howie. Or click the link in the show notes. And now our final guest this episode, Krom Carmichael, founder of Knowledge Products, provides more details on the Giants of Political Thought series and what inspired him to create this insightful and interactive series on Meet the Experts with Howie Carr. Joining me now is Krom Carmichael, the founder of Knowledge Products. They're the ones who put out Giants of Political Thought. So first of all, Krom, why don't you tell us how people can get Giants of Political Thought? Sure. Howie, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. The way to get Giants of Political Thought is to go to a website called Giants for You, and that's the number four the letter U dot com forward slash Howie. And what they'll do there, they'll they'll come to a page that allows them to order the Giants of Political Thought. When they order it, they will be given an opportunity right there to add the app that hosts all of our content on their phone. And when they do that, they will not only get the audio, but they'll also get the transcripts and they'll also get questions for each of the different titles that make up the series, The Giants of Political Thought. So, Crom, what motivated you to uh, develop this idea, especially Giants of Political Thought? Howie, I, I appreciate the question, and, and this was back in 1979. Uh, I was running, uh, running a business. I had a partner. Uh, we, we, were, uh, we had three different divisions in our company, all of them sporting goods related. Uh, we were borrowing a lot of money from the banks, and interest rates, you may remember, were at 18 I sure do. Yeah, and we were borrowing $4 million. And, uh, but the products that we were carrying, the manufacturers of those products increased the prices on a regular basis, and so we actually got an increase in the value of our inventory sufficient to cover the interest. But it still seemed crazy to me. And I ended up going to a conference in New Orleans called the International Conference on Monetary Reform, which is a big name for a gold bug conference. And there, were, and there were about 30 or 40 speakers, and their predictions were divided equally among three predictions. Uh, one was hyperinflation, one was massive deflation, and the other was neither of the two and something in between. And after each one sat down, I agreed with them. 
and, and at the end of the at the end of the conference, I realized that um, that I was profoundly ignorant because because I'd heard three scenarios of the future. I knew logically that one of the three would be more accurate than the other two, and I didn't have a clue which one the correct one might be. And so I then became a student of economics over the next five years and took a lot of their newsletters. And there was one one of the newsletter writers in particular that not only uh, was dead on in terms of what he predicted would happen, but did a wonderful job of explaining why he uh, had the opinions that he had. And I called him, and he would he allowed me to come and visit him. And uh, and I spent about three hours with him trying to understand how he came to think the way that he thought. And he was very generous with his time and his ideas. And so I realized that uh, that in my college education was insufficient. And so I said, you know, when you study history, most of us, if we read history books, we're reading about events. But events are, are preceded by a change in ideas. And ideas ultimately drive events. And so what we did with the giants of political thought, uh, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to my partner, Mike Hassel, right at about the time that we were going to launch this business because his skill set and my skill sets really fit nicely together because he was the editor for every single product that uh, that we produced. I could never have done that. He was absolutely terrific at that. And so what we did was we went back and we looked and said, okay, whose ideas have influenced the way political science, the way uh, human nature, and the way uh, our governments in the Western world have evolved? And so we, we, we made a list, and then we narrowed that list down to the 12 to 15 thinkers that we have in the giants of political thought. And so the series was, was produced back in 1984. The first one was Common Sense and the Declaration of Independence. But what we do in the Giants of Political Thought, we cover the full range of thinking that would fall under Western culture, including Karl Marx. Now, I don't agree with Karl Marx's ideas, but if I'm going to disagree with them, I need to understand them so that I can disagree with them intelligently. Uh, I don't agree with Rousseau on the social contract. But if I'm going to disagree with him, I better understand uh, how he articulated his ideas because his ideas had tremendous influence. And so what we try to do is we try to help our subscribers, uh, the people who buy the Giants of Political Thought, we try to help them understand what were the ideas that have really formed Western culture and how those ideas were formulated. When you purchase the set, you you don't have to spend a lot of time on Karl Marx or Rousseau and the social contract. You could just deal with the Federalist Papers or uh, sure. Aristotle or someone that you have more interest in directly. Well, they're all there, but like two treatises of government by John Locke, and then we have Machiavelli. And Machiavelli, it's important to understand Machiavelli. Of course, we all have heard the expression, the ends justify the means, but it's important to understand the time that Machiavelli lived and what he was trying to accomplish, because at the time that he lived, there was no such thing as democracy. Everything was about power. And so he That's... wrote The Prince trying to, trying to convince the de' Medici family to consolidate all of the different little fiefdoms in Italy so that they could have a nation state, so they could withstand a possible invasion from civilizations from the north. Now, he was brutal in the way he said to gain power and to keep power, 
But in his time, that was the only way to do it. So this is basically a crash course for people in Western political thought down through the ages that they probably should have gotten in college or high school, but they didn't. This is a way to catch up on it. And it's it's not in uh, scholarly written tomes. You listen to it and you hear actual excerpts, short excerpts from all of these uh, great political thinkers and philosophers. Yes. And the narrator narrates the part that we write. And then we have actors play the part when we do the quotes. So it's clear the difference between the two. But I'll make one interesting point, Howie, and that is that Western culture, for me, and what I think you'll find in listening to the Giants of Political Thought, there's Western culture in the form of European Western culture, and there's Western culture in the American culture. Because remember, the Declaration of Independence was the founding document of our country, and it laid out why we should separate ourselves from Great Britain and why we should be a sovereign country. And those notions at the time were not European notions. The doctrine in the Declaration of Independence was profoundly different than anything in Europe. And, uh, and so Western culture has developed differently than European culture. It doesn't mean they're opposite, but it, but it also means that there are different ways of thinking about the relationship between the individual and the government and how that relationship affects civil society and prosperity. Is uh, Giants of Political Thought, is that easy for people to navigate who maybe are older and don't have the technical wherewithal of uh, younger generations? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm an investor in the platform that hosts our content. And once they, if they buy the entire set, we've given people a significant discount if they buy the 12 programs that make up the Giants of Political Thought. And each program, by the way, uh, runs almost three hours in length. So you're getting a, a, a lot of material. And then once you have it, the app is on your phone, and when you open the app, it lists all the content. You just click on it and hit the little arrow, the little forward arrow, and it starts playing for you. And then at the top of the app, it has a place for the transcript where you can click on the little thing that looks like a book. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom of the transcript are the questions. So it's great for the family. If, if somebody buys the program, they can share the Giants of Political Thought on five total devices, uh, and all for the price of one. Oh, that's a good deal. So if you got three kids, you could give it to uh, every uh, all your kids. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. All right. This is a good deal. So again, uh, tell us how people can order Giants of Political Thought. Howie, they go to giants for you and that's Giants, the number four, the letter U, dot com, forward slash Howie. It gives a little description, and if they scroll down, they can see all the titles, but they can hit the continue to order, and it'll take them right to the spot. When they order it, uh, they will then be uh, prompted after they've ordered to download the app, and then it's then it's available there. And then we also have a place down there for customer support if anybody has any problem at all. But so far, everything's worked just fine. Crom Carmichael, one last question. Who is your favorite of the 12 giants of political thought? I'm going to give you two answers. John Locke's Two Treatises of Government is outstanding uh, because of the time it was written. And he laid out really what uh, what became the Declaration of Independence, what he said. And then the other is the Federalist Papers. The Federalist Papers are, are to me, without question, the best documents ever written discussing 
what should be the proper relationship between the individual and the government. And, and you know, the thing about the Federalist Papers is they had such an amazing understanding, uh, not just of tyranny, but of human nature. They knew that we are imperfect vessels and that that's why you need checks and balances, because even the best can go wrong very quickly. Now, how you and I could have, uh, we could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that your listeners, I know you have an intelligent audience, and I hope that uh, hope a lot of them take advantage of the Giants. Uh, go to, going to giants4u.com forward slash Howie. Thank you, Crom, for being with us. Thanks, Howie. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on Meet the Experts with Howie Carr. We'll be back soon with even more interesting guests you're sure to learn a great deal from. <laughs>